podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, dear pod friends. It's been a while. We have an exciting show for you. We're going to discuss one of the Bellinghams, not that guy at Real Madrid that everyone's talking about, but his younger brother, Joe Bellingham, who is breaking out of his brother's shadow in the Stadium of Light. Joe Bellingham is the younger brother, of course, of Real Madrid superstar Jude Bellingham, but Joe is starting to turn some heads in the north of England. The 18-year-old is piling up the championship minutes this season with Sunderland. The boy is more than just the brother of a global superstar. He's starting to become a player in his own right. He has a sizable shadow to emerge from, given his brother's meteoric rise. But at just 18, he's plenty of time to emerge from that shadow at Sunderland Stadium of Light. With a squad up there at Sunderland that is infused with youth. Young Bellingham was given some time to rest and recuperate this international break, rather than meet up with England's under-19s to starve off any fears of burnout that may hamper his development. We took advantage of Sunderland expert Stephen Goldsmith's time to get the lowdown on Job's development since his summer move from Birmingham City. Stephen is a regular feature on the excellent Sunderland podcast, Wise Men Say podcast. So enjoy the show. You're going to learn a lot about Job. Is he the next big thing? Do we have another set of brothers like the Koomans, like the Loudrups? Football every now and again gifts us. Will it gift a set of brothers? Wouldn't that be good news for England and Birmingham? Maybe scratching their heads that they let Job through their grasp now that he's starting to develop fully up at Sunderland. Enjoy the show. Let's get into it. Stephen, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. How are you, my friend? Please tell our listeners a bit about yourself and your love for Sunderland. Yeah, all good. Thanks. So my name's Stephen. I am the um, co-founder and co-host of a Sunderland-based podcast called Wise Men Say. We've actually been going 10 years now, unbelievably, um, when the podcast market was very niche when we started. Um, but it's led on to some great things. Um, We've done, you know, live shows all around the country. Uh, we featured in the first season of the Netflix documentary, Sunderland Until I Die, which was quite cool. Um, so it's it's been good in, in, in terms of Sunderland on the field. You know, you don't need me to tell you that's been a bit of a roller coaster in the last 10 years. We've been, <laughs> we've been from the Premier League to League One and then halfway back up again. The lows make the highs higher, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 in, in the grand scheme of things and the long history of Sunderland, you can't even really say where we are now is a high, but we'll take it. It's better than what we've <laughs> had. Of Talk to us, years. my friend, Job Bellingham. How impressed have you been with this young gladiator? So, um, very impressed. I think you know the first thing to say is um, 
what a specimen he is for a lad his age. Seventeen year old when he signed for us in the in the summer. Um, and you know, you look at his brother as well and what he's achieving. Um, it, it, they've got some genes in that family, I think. We just want to hope that they don't peak too early and um, and lose it. Certainly from minute, you know, with my England on saying that, but um, it's very interesting because he he didn't play much um, for Birmingham last year. He actually made his debut against us last season in in one of the times we played Birmingham um, and looked okay, but he didn't he didn't play much. So I think it was initially it was a much it was a surprise that we, you know the idea that they were going to let him go because everybody knew he was he was highly rated. Um, all I can think, to be honest, and I'm speculating here, Liam, massively. I, I don't know this is, tr- but I just wonder if there was something built into his contract that, that suggests he needs to have a significant amount of game time here. Because, unless I'm mistaken, he started every single league game since we signed him. Now, yeah. that's not to say he doesn't deserve to. He, you know, like I said, I think, I think he's a very good player and I think he's really going to go into big things. Um, but not to be dropped at all i'm not sure you know there's probably only him and jack clark in that position um but you know it might not be that i just wonder if you know maybe if it wasn't that might have just been a guarantee um a lot of clubs were linked with him i think the interesting thing is we've got a coach here called mike dodds who um whenever you hear an interview with jude bellingham um, and they ask about you know the influences on his career and stuff he always always name checks mike dodds and and um, stresses how how important he was in terms of his development. Let him play football, believed in him, give him his opportunity. So I'm thinking that the fact Mike Dodge is here and he's our first team coach, um, that's probably a factor as well. That's probably the big big factor that that family the family wanted Joe to come and, and play for Mike here at Sunderland. So we benefit from that. Um, don't know how much you've watched of us, but we are very front foot orientated, um, aggressive. Um, don't worry about making mistakes, just go and express yourselves. And um, obviously, I think that's just um, what's attracted him to us in the first place, but looks very good. There's not a lot he hasn't got to his game. Um, he can play a deeper midfield role, but generally a bit further forward, as close to a number 10 as you can imagine. Big, strong on the ball, uses his body well, gets in front of defenders, comfortable in possession. Um, got a shot on him. So, um, all in all, very encouraging. And that's like you said, even the size and demeanor of him. He's not a normal, he's 18 now, when he? he turned 18. He's not a normal looking 18 year old. Has his sheer <clears throat> ability to rack up that amount of minutes in the hurly burly of championship football surprised you? Yes, I would say so. Because, you know, as I've just said, you know, physically it does look apart. Actually, you know, you need more than that, and his game—I would say—his game intelligence is, is because, like I say, he didn't play a lot for Birmingham last year. Um, but his <clears throat> his body in between his marker and the ball, and when to make certain runs to drag players out of position—he he seems to know all of that. He, He's—if you looked at him and you didn't know anything about him, and somebody just said, "There's somebody making the debut for you," you would presume he was a lot older than he is. Um, for one, from his for his size, and two, for his. His game intelligence, he does, you know, he's quite inconsistent, which is to be expected. See, he was 17 when he started playing for us, 18 now. Um, these young kids are going to be inconsistent, and he and he has been, and there's been some games he's, he's he, you know, he hasn't played as well, but there's also been some games when he's been really, really good, and I've just got no doubt that he will not be here for too long, I would imagine. I'll be surprised um, beyond next season with him here. What position do you think he will solidify as this development goes further on. 
I think he, he it's quite interesting because you know he's got Job on the back of his shirt rather than Bellingham, and I think that's been clearly uh, a directive come from their end as well. He wants to be his own person, and it's natural, isn't it, that people are going to make that connection? But I think no, leading on to your question, uh, ironically, his his playing style kind of mirrors Jude a lot. I think um, in terms of when you've you've, you've seen Bellingham play for England and he started a bit deeper and then actually when he's gone further forward that game against Scotland springs to mind he's, he's been more impactful it's what he's doing for Real Madrid as well and I think Job's the same he, he, he's he's played initially you know he's, he's played in a couple of different positions further back um, he looks more suited to just sort of loiter around and being on the edge of the area and and um, link and play that way so um, I would imagine for the foreseeable it's going to be like an attacker midfielder is, is pretty much going to be his position but the older and more mature he gets, you know, it's it's it wouldn't be, you know, unnatural to expect him to drop back and start dictating play from deep. Um, he's not quite. If that is going to be a long-term thing, I don't think he's there yet. And at the moment, he just he just sits nicely in between the lines. He he's banged a few goals for you guys. He he seems calm, doesn't he, in front of goal? Yeah, definitely composure. And one of those games he played up front against. Um, I think it was Rotherham, and we didn't have a centre-forward. I mean, it's been a long-running issue with Sunderland and not having a suitable centre-forward fit. Um, I don't think we've had a centre-forward score a goal for us all season, so he was asked to step up in that role a couple of times. Not very natural at it, but still managed to score. And like you say, when he's had a chance in front of goal, he's very, very calm and composed, as you say. And that, that They're the main characteristics he shows, as displayed earlier. Um, he, he's got this maturity that is just way beyond his years, and I think finishing is 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 something that that carries over into that that's like you said you mentioned a few connections with birmingham city you've got a sport director there christian speakman he's assembled quite a young side you guys have the youngest side in the league don't you yes we do um and i've questioned some of that i'll be honest with you liam and um, i yep. think we're in the minority um on the wiseman here because we Sunderland were a basket case for so long, and I think this approach is refreshing. Firstly, it's coming with a plan, and we see that some of the you can't always just rely on Sunderland's history and name anymore to to you know get you get us back to where we perceive we should be. Um, you need to have a bit of a plan, and that plan that has been displayed so well by some Premier League clubs is to buy young players, development, sell them on, make a profit, keep improving so that the standard of player you you keep buying goes up. Um, so that is fine, and it's brought some really good young players. The lack of flexibility in that is a little bit frustrating, because um, this side at times is crying out for a little bit of experience. Now, that's not to say go and throw money on some journeyman. We've been there, done that, it doesn't work. Uh, I would just like it if occasionally they could say, right, on top of all of this, let's maybe go and, um, you know, bring somebody to sit, sit in that defensive midfield role who's got a bit of experience. Let's go and bring in a, a well-travelled striker who can knit all of these young lads together when they're playing. And I'll prefer that, but, um, you know, this is still better than where we were. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to complain too much. It just, just it just gets a little bit frustrating that it's it's almost like one-dimensional and thinking. But I'd rather be one-dimensional and thinking to do this than what it was before, which was just going... Th- basically throw money at whoever's willing to come here and not really have any long-term planning um, and 
sign loads of journeymen who um, are coming here because we're paying more than other clubs because that wasn't sustainable and that put us in a lot of trouble. So I think the overall strategy is is right and um, hopefully we just keep improving and can take the next step like some of those other clubs, Brighton, Brentford, teams like that, who have a similar sort of model, um, which is where we're trying to get to next. That's it, Stephen. And to give our listeners some perspective, according to Scout, the league average age is 25.9 and Sunderland are coming in at an average age of 22.7 so bellingham is surrounded with youth not to take too much more of your time Stephen. last question for you i'm gonna put you on the spot here at the very early at this very early stage do you feel that joe bellingham is a real star in the making and how far do you think he can go uh, i um i think he is um and I know you like you said it's very early in his career, and we've seen players in this position before who go on to not do as well. We saw other players like we had at Sunderland, Jordan Henderson, who's who's from Sunderland, who maybe was a bit later in his development. Um, so you can never really be accurate when you predict these things. What I would say is is working in Job's favour is that often when we see some of these um, young players who there's a lot of hype around and stuff, and, and and their careers tail off, that is always a result of maybe making the wrong move too early so jack clark for example who was flying for us now and has been our best player this season went to spurs um at a young age and it's taken him maybe three seasons to get back to the the sort of firm form he was shown for spurs to buy him from leeds in the first place what i would say is going for job on that front is as i mentioned to you earlier sunderland have clearly been handpicked as a side for his development by his family and by his agent because of that link with the coaches we have here so they obviously have think about his development and they take that into consideration and it's been proved to be correct because he's playing a lot um in a young team like this year they're encouraged to just go and express themselves so what i would say is he's i'll be surprised if he went and made the wrong premier league move from here if that makes sense and went and went yep. to someone who was just he wasn't quite ready for because like i said they've clearly been guaranteed he's going to play here um, because he starts every week and I would say that goes in his favour. So where his move might be, you know, it could be, it could be that there's not a move in the pipeline. If someone get promoted, they'll probably want to keep him here um, and let him just continue. Say we weren't going to go up this season, where well, I think would be unlikely um, that we would anywhere. Um, and you could be looking at the end of next season just to say, just to speculate for speculation's sake. Um, I would be surprised if he, he got thrust into somebody like Man City, put it that way. I think they would want the right kind of stepping stone for him to develop. So you know, throwing trust behind that, uh, I, I think he's, I think he is going to go on and have a very successful career. I'll be surprised um, if he wasn't um, at least close to the England squad at some point. He he looks the part, doesn't he? And as you said, mature head on young <coughs> shoulders, getting rid of that Bellingham name off the back of his jersey. You seen in the times gone by, the cool man's one brother way more successful puts the pressure on the younger one. The loud drops, they were almost equal. But living in the same time as someone in your family, in the same career, must bring lots of pressure. Yeah, totally. Probably got pros and cons, hasn't it? Because it's, yeah. it, it, is putting, it is putting his name in the spotlight so that go and have a, an amazing breakout season for Sunderland, then people are, it's a fact of life, people are going to look at him more because of the name. But on the other hand, it, it probably does 
um, carry a lot of weight as well. And I think it's like I said, I mentioned earlier, it's probably significant to say that he's um, he's decided against putting Bellingham on his back, and instead he has job when he scores a goal. The club announcer refers to him as a job, so that's clearly a directive from his end. And a really interesting perspective you gave us there on the planned development when you look at Jude, that move. The moves he's made in his career has got him that big move and he's obviously ready for the big stage. We see so many young players, as you explained, just make that jump too big of a jump and go to a club where you don't get enough for minutes. He seems to be getting plenty at Sunderland. My friend, tell our listeners where they can hear more of your fantastic insight. So, get us an ollie. Get us all in the usual podcasting places. So on the um, podcast app on um, Apple devices um, uh, is the main one. Obviously, we're on Spotify, and um, or you can you can just stream it from the uh, from the website direct, which is wisemansay.co.uk. I'll put all them links and your socials in the show notes. Thanks, Matt. You're listening to Eurotales, where European football stories are explored one at a time. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. The inside track from Stephen for all things Sunderland. Please give their podcast a listen. What an amazing insight to Joe Bellingham. His background, how the move to Sunderland came about, links with coaches at Birmingham City and a sporting director. This does seemed to be a surgical placement here, putting Job in a team full of youth. He's getting so many minutes that he had to take the last international break off. He didn't join up with England under-19s. Tony Mowbray electing to give the youngster a rest. The championship games come thick and fast. And the minutes he's getting, it's not like a normal young player that might get 20 minutes, 10 minutes at the end of the game. This guy is playing full matches week in, week out, which can only benefit him in the long run if those minutes are managed. Sunderland, an intriguing side to keep an eye on with that youthful vigour, the youngest team, as we said, in the championship. Clark looks rejuvenated. Going back to the form, he showed that leads that ain't that big move to Tottenham. Thank you so much for that insight in Sunderland. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you again next week with another Eurotale. Thanks for listening. Don't miss us between episodes. Simply follow our socials, links in the show notes, or simply search at Eurotales Pod on Twitter. Podcast Network.